Find your next truck at Woodhouse Buick GMC. No matter where you're heading or what tasks need tackling, there's a premium and capable GMC truck that's perfect for you. Make a statement on the job site, out in the town, or wherever life leads you in the powerful and distinctive Sierra 1500. Or elevate your driving experience in the adventurous and innovative canyon. Explore our inventory online at WoodhouseBuickGMC.com or visit our indoor showroom today. Woodhouse Buick GMC. We are professional grade. College can be expensive, but saving now can help your students save later. Give your child's college savings a boost by registering for a chance at one of 25 $1,000 savings plan deposits for 6th through 12th graders. Sign up today at iowastudentloan.org slash register. Look for the Save Now, Save Later giveaway under the scholarships page. Log on and register today. That's iowastudentloan.org. You're listening to the Huddle Up Podcast with Chad Jensen and Zach Kelberman. Join Broncos Country's deep divers at milehighhuddle.com and sound off. And now it's time to drop some knowledge. All right, we are live, but we got to let her breathe just for a moment here while we <clears throat> bring on our Facebook community, get everybody, get the MHH tribe under one tent, and we are Good. Welcome in, everybody, to the Huddle Up podcast presented, as always, by Mile High Huddle, powered by Overtime Media. I'm your host, Chad Jensen, with me, as always, my partner in crime. You know him, you love him. He's the deputy editor of MileHighHuddle.com. He's Zach Kelberman. Zach, you had an interesting piece today at the at Mile High Huddle, touching on a an ex-Viking linebacker hitting free agency that word on the street, George Payton has a little something-something in store for him. Tell everybody what uh, what the scuttlebutt is. Well, this is actually, for those who remember, I put out a top five Vikings free agents article about a month ago that I think George Payton could build that pipeline to Denver and reunite with. And Eric Wilson, the linebacker, was one of those names. And I think it makes a lot of sense. Uh, Woody Page floated him as a possibility, and he said that Eric Wilson will be on George Payton's wish list for the signing period, which begins next week, Chad. Uh, Page also mentioned cornerbacks Troy Hill, William Jackson, and Jason Verrett. So either looking for mid-tier guys like we saw the second wave kind of guys won't break the bank I think Wilson's the perfect fit though he's young he's only 26 he's experienced he has 25 starts in four seasons productive 234 career tackles and hand chosen by George Payton formerly the Vikings assistant general manager as a 2017 undrafted free agent um, he's coming off though last year he, he's always kind of a backup type but last year he started 15 games he led the Vikings in tackles with 122. He added nine quarterback hits, eight pass deflections, three sacks, three interceptions, and two forced fumbles. Those uh, takeaways, Chad, he was nicknamed the walking turnover due to his propensity to make plays and make turnovers like that. And he can play inside or outside linebacker. And as we know, the Broncos and Vic Fangio love versatility. They need linebackers with or without Von Miller. They have a tattoo hitting the open market, uh, Chicolo hitting the open market, and Joe Jones hitting the open market as well. If only for depth purposes, I would like Eric Wilson in the Broncos uniform. And among the guys from Minnesota, I think this is most likely. I'm looking to see what his last contract was. He, was he coming off his rookie contract? Yeah. All right. So he's been making relative peanuts. So he's going to try and, uh, yeah, he signed a one-year $3.2 million contract when he was drafted. Let me look at it real quick on over the cap. Uh, So he was – oh, he was an RFA. Okay, so he played on an RFA tender last year. 
10, 4. So let me just check one last thing. History. Yeah, 2017. What round pick was he for the Vikings? Undrafted. Undrafted? No kidding. I didn't know that about him. Well, yeah, dude, that's uh, like you put in that piece, whatever it was, two weeks ago, I think, about the five free agents to keep an eye on. I mean, just the general theme here that are the former Vikings. General theme here is that George Payton is probably more familiar currently with the Vikings roster than the Broncos roster, not just because he you know can memorize a, a roster or that he's looked at film, but he literally contributed to the building of the Vikings roster. So there's a connection there. There's a bond there. It's not going to be a surprise if you see one or two of those unrestricted guys coming out of Minnesota landing in Denver, and this might be one of them because, Zach, it checks a need for the Denver Broncos, which is linebacker. It's not just linebacker depth the Broncos need. Broncos need linebacker playmaking ability. Yeah, linebackers, plural, whether inside or outside. And and one of the comments says, which is true, I mean, Eric Wilson, he can be a replacement for Josie Jewell. They are bringing back Alexander Johnson. But the more of the backup types in a worst-case scenario, like I said, Atachu and Chicolo, those two guys were seeing heavy action last season in Von Miller's absence. You can upgrade on them big time. You get a guy who can play specials. Uh, you get a guy who knows, obviously, George Payton. He can play outside. He won't break the bank either. He's not going to require – Matt Milano today got, what, $11 million a year for four years, $44 million. He won't cost that much. You can get him for maybe five, four million bucks, couple, three years. That would be a nice deal for Denver and a nice way for George Payton to kind of break in his signing period with one of his own. <clears throat> Indeed. There are a few little nuggets, some information that has come out today from Broncos HQ that we're going to analyze, and we're going to get to all that here in a minute. Plus, it's our favorite podcast of the week. It's the Mile High Mailbag, that time where we take a peek inside because we are your football priests. Each and every week, we're here to offer you the absolution and the answers to your burning Broncos questions. All right, a couple quick things, and then we're diving right into the mailbag and a few other topics. Maybe the topics will get broached within the mailbag, uh, but, guys, are you following the podcast on Twitter? If not, here's how you do it. Connect with us there. At Huddle Up Pod, the main account for breaking Broncos news and analysis. At Mile High Huddle. My partner, Zach Kelberman, at Kelberman NFL, as you can see on the screen there. Myself, at Chad and Jensen. And our producer, Buona Beast, on Twitter, at John K. MHH. And then, hey, have you followed the Huddle Up Podcast Facebook page? If not, I'm just telling you right now, you really are missing the boat we got a lot of cool things happening uh planned for this page but we have a specific watermark we have a specific threshold we got across in terms of our listener base moving on over there and following and liking the page before we can unveil some of that stuff just because of the way facebook algorithms work and so that's why we're continuing to do the giveaways all right if you are both liking and following the huddle up podcast facebook page each and every week you are automatically entered into win our giveaway, our drawing, all right? A little bit of merch, and uh, whether it's a T-shirt, hat, mug, something like that. So this is what it looks like. It's easy to find. Open up Facebook on your phone, type Huddle Up Podcast. You'll see it, like it, follow, and you'll have that taken care of. We appreciate it. Also, gang, um, while we're talking about Facebook, have you become a supporter? Zach, I don't know if you noticed this, but we we saw a huge spike just in the last two weeks of new supporters, not so much new listeners, right? These are our listeners that are with us each and every day, but people taking the call to action and saying, all right, I'm going over to Mile High Huddle's Facebook page. They're clicking the big blue button. They're paying the five bucks a month so that they can become a supporter and get access to Kelberman's Corner. Plus, we have the new show that is debuting on Saturday 
at noon. And you guys trust me when I say it's going to be, it's, it's for, for those of you that are draft um, oriented, let's just say draft nerds for lack of a better term, you're going to love it. All right. The trickle zone is coming starting on Saturday at noon mountain time. You'll have access to that. So long as you are an official supporter on Facebook and then guys, Merch store, huddleuppod.com. Head on over there, get a hat, get a t-shirt, get your get your swag on. And if you're not in a position to do those things, trust when we say it's all good. We're seriously just stoked to have you with us. But we do ask these three things. Please subscribe. Please like the video if we're doing a good job, if you respect the effort. And three, same thing. If we're doing a good job for you, share this video out there and help us continue to grow and reach new like-minded Broncos fans just like you. This is the Overtime Podcast Network. Find your next truck at Woodhouse Buick GMC. No matter where you're heading or what tasks need tackling, there's a premium and capable GMC truck that's perfect for you. Make a statement on the job site, out on the town, or wherever life leads you in the powerful and distinctive Sierra 1500. Or elevate your driving experience in the adventurous and innovative canyon. Explore our inventory online at WoodhouseBuickGMC.com or visit our indoor showroom today. Woodhouse Buick GMC. We are professional grade. Not long ago, everyone knew that you're either born a boy or girl. Not anymore. The Biden administration is pushing radical gender experiments on children, changing their names, clothes, identities, and bodies. Joe Biden and his left-wing allies pushed boys to take estrogen to appear more feminine. They pushed girls to take testosterone so they grow facial hair. Biden and progressive leaders promote puberty blockers to keep kids from developing to normal men and women. These drugs can leave you sterile, infertile, impotent. Joe Biden and the new left even promote surgery on teens and young adults, removing breasts and genitals. They want boys in our daughters' bathrooms and sports teams. And now, the Biden administration is planning to issue new rules that would force doctors to prescribe dangerous drugs and worse. Tell Joe Biden and left-wing leaders across America, hands off our kids. Paid for by America First Legal. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. All right, John, let's grab this one here from uh, Drew Hollenbeck, who pre-submitted a question on Twitter, one of our great superstars and a bastion in the MHH community. He says, linebacker options are dwindling. Matt Milano off the table now. Zach put out the article about Eric Wilson, who I'd be thrilled with. Kyle Van Noy is still out there, or do we go get Micah Parsons in the draft? Now, Zach, before you answer this, I thought it was interesting Daniel Jeremiah, who has recently kind of replaced uh, over the last couple of years since Mike Mayock took the uh, job in uh, with, with Gruden with the Raiders, he's kind of replaced him as NFL.com's kind of draft guru, go-to guy, right? And he's a former scout. He's very plugged in. He's, he's been a scout for three different NFL clubs, knows what he's talking about, knows the scuttlebutt. He says, look, it's Micah Parsons or bust for the Broncos at pick nine. So with that context, what's your answer for, uh, for Drew? 
I don't agree. I mean, first of all, if Caleb Farley's there, I don't think it's or bust if Parsons is there as well. But, you know, if you sign an Eric Wilson, it's not precluding me from taking Micah Parsons because, like you mentioned, they need help at linebacker, outside, inside depth, starters, you know, future, short-term. I wouldn't mind him. I'm not scared of the red flags uh, surrounding Micah Parsons. I think some of that will be overblown, uh, as it usually is. I think he's the most dynamic linebacker, you know, the, the complete package in this draft class. But you have to weigh what the Broncos need most on defense. And they already have two starting inside linebackers. And if they sign Eric Wilson, they'll have some depth there. They legit desperately need cornerbacks, starters, you know, backups, reserves. They need a lot of help there. So that's why if Farley's on the board, if Parsons on the board, it's a tough decision. But I have to weigh the overall need in Denver's yeah. defense. And I think the need is stronger in the secondary at cornerback. Yeah, I mean – Look, as I've said before on this pod, I'm not going to cry if the Broncos somehow, you know, have to have to uh, settle for drafting Micah Parsons, right? I jest, right? That's a joke. He's a phenomenal player. There are the off-field, as you mentioned. There's some concerns there. But, man, imagine this dude in a Vic Fangio defense. I mean, good Lord, that would just be something phenomenal. But I think the more dire need, <clears throat> because you do have, for what they might lack in that sideline-to-sideline coverage ability – you do have two very, Zach, reliable linebackers. It's not a whole hole. You know, it's something that you you want to upgrade. I mean, you're looking to upgrade anywhere possible across right. the roster, but it's not a hole in the same way that you literally don't have bodies right now at cornerback that you could field on a starting defense to go against the Mahomeses, the Herberts, the Cars of the AFC West. Yeah, and uh... – it's it, what do they say? You can't have all pros at every position. You, know, you can't have first round picks or dynamic players at every spot. And as much as we want that dynamic three down inside linebacker, we need sh- the Broncos need shutdown cornerbacks. Vic, Vic Fangio's defense is centered around the secondary play, the cornerback play, the, the secondary play, the safety play, and they have two great safeties there already. I would just I would lean toward Caleb Farley. I think he's safer, even with the opt out and him not playing for a while. I, he's the perfect fit for Vic Fangio's defense. And let me just say about Kyle Van Noy, I don't have any interest. He's going to get overpaid like Milano did. They're not going to go that route. And even Woody Page said, what we've been saying for quite a while now, do not expect a very active signing period. Expect a very, fairly quiet signing period where they target the second tier guys. And Eric Wilson is the perfect candidate for that uh, agenda. That line reminded me of, uh, you remember the Will Ferrell movie, The Other Guys? Where where he brings he's he's kind of gaslighting his partner his partner played by Mark Wahlberg comes over for dinner, and he can't believe how beautiful what his Will Ferrell's wife is in the movie and he's like, because he plays a total nerd Will Ferrell in the movie right and and he's like what Will Ferrell's acting surprised like why are you making such a big deal about my average wife he's like they can't all be first round picks <laughs> it's funny dude I, that's one of my favorite Will Ferrell movies for what it's worth let's grab uh, Muhammad Badri bona fide superstar rocking the Profile pick, one of our favorites of all time. He says, is it really fair to evaluate Locke this season while the coaching staff is still the same? Hint, uh, Shermer, I'm sure is is what he's saying there. So interesting that he brings that up, Zach, because another story that uh, went like wildfire today at milehighhuddle.com was was based on a little something-something that um, Mike Kliss uh, revealed in a recent article George Payton promises, this is the verbiage Cliss used in his report, promises to add a proven uh, quarterback, proven competition 
for Drew Locke. And I just want to read this little snippet, and then I'm going to serve it over to you. This is Cliss today. Quote, new general manager George Payton promises to either trade for or sign a veteran quarterback with starting experience to compete with Locke. At the very least, Locke will have to compete for his starting job in 2021. He simply didn't play well enough in 2020 to keep it without a threat. And then he goes on to say, as a second-year quarterback in 2020, Locke was given every chance, even when he wasn't playing well. Vic Fangio never pulled him. It was Locke or bust in 2020, but the Broncos finished 5-11, and and Locke wound up ranked number 32 in passer rating among qualified quarterbacks. It won't be Locke or bust in 2021. Peyton already tried to acquire Matthew Stafford in a trade, but Detroit sent him to the Rams instead. It may be Locke to start the season, but if he busts, the Broncos want a proven alternative to play instead, close quote, which is no surprise to us, right, Zach? We've been saying, we've been, we've been preparing everyone for this all along, but he's saying that the GM is promising to do this. Yeah, I, none of this is really surprising, but it did. If we can take Cliss at his word, which for the most part we can, uh, it kind of rules out Denver from drafting a quarterback, doesn't it, Chad? We got that question yesterday. What if they draft a quarterback at nine and have Locke with them? It, it's one or the other. You want the starting, you know, the young guy, or you want the older guy with experience. And that's why it's not going to be more than likely Deshaun Watson or Russell Wilson. It's going to be an Andy Dalton or Nick Foles or whoever kind of type to hold a clipboard for Drew Locke until or if Locke either gets injured or is incompetent for the job. And I think that's always been the breadcrumbs that George Payton through two months has left behind for us to follow. It's leading toward a veteran quarterback that can give the Broncos competition for Locke and keep them afloat, but not necessarily to replace Locke outright because, like we've been saying, and it's not a popular sentiment, George Payton in his first year wants to see what Locke can do given a ideal or close to set of circumstances. Well said. Hey, we recognize this name. <clears throat> I don't know. Sounds familiar. Levi. Oh, yeah, the dude, the freaking superstar we had on the show last night. That was great talking with you, brother. Appreciate the super. He goes, when can we expect some free agent signings, maybe that veteran quarterback? So that all begins. Let's get <clears throat> let's get you a timeline laid out, gang. Free agency, or the AKA the new league year, officially opens March 17th. So what's that, Zach? A week ago yesterday, right? A week from yesterday. The two-day legal tampering period that always is kind of the precursor to the opening of the new league year starts Monday, all right, March 15th. So Monday is when the deals are going to start getting lubed and done. You'll hear that two sides have agreed to terms, and then as soon as Wednesday, they'll be able to actually sign the deals, and it's and it's done. So that's the timeline, Zach. As far as when the quarterback gets signed in that cycle, where do you see it happening? Well, I mean, first of all, we're going to get uh, rumors hot and heavy on Sunday night going into the tampering period. It should make for an interesting podcast at the very minimum. But, yeah, uh, there's going to be a lot of deals out of the gates, but I don't expect George Payton to leap for anyone. I don't expect him to be that aggressive for anyone in specific. Uh, it could get done fairly quickly, though, because whatever quarterback they're targeting, that quarterback likely will have offers as well. So if they want to chase Andy Dalton, Andy Dalton's probably going to have offers from around the NFL to either be a backup or maybe a veteran bridge starter. It, it would come together fairly quickly, but we'll know more about it on Sunday going into Monday. And by Wednesday, the opening of the league, le- the league year, Chad, the signing period, most of these deals will be done, agreed to in principle, and just becoming official that day. But look for the Broncos to get an early jump. They'll make one move, I'd say. Maybe they'll pick up a cornerback or a quarterback. And after <clears> that, kind of quiet until that second wave hits, more cut- cuts come out. Peyton will take a measured, patient approach to the signing period. Just be patient. 
By the way, I, I'm kind of surprised, <clears throat> excuse me, how much everyone is tripping on on the mustache. Let me tell you about the mustache, okay? Being gone. I was just doing a uh, routine shave last night and I using manscape. Um on, in this case, no, I was using I was I was not using electric trimmer for my face. But um I looked down to I think one of my earbuds popped out of my ear. I was listening to something while I was shaving, and then I just kind of as I looked away, I ended up shaving off a little too much of the of the stash. I'm like, oh, I'm gonna shave off. Don't worry, gang. It'll be back in a couple of days. It's all it takes. But uh, yeah, people are tripping on that. James on Twitter, Zach, does the team let him go, then bring in the best available back draft or another? Wait, what is he talking about? I think Who's about Melvin Gordon. Okay. Are his troubles and or injury prone truly worth having him stay with the team? We want a sound team and sound individuals. This is what has always made the Broncos great and stand above other teams. So the issue at hand here is that the, it seemed like maybe the, the book was shut on the whole Gordon thing. Nothing to see here onwards and upwards. He gets a $7 million guaranteed. But then the body cam footage of the police officers that cited him for DUI, even though those charges were dismissed, uh, have Gordon on camera admitting to drinking before driving. Now, that's not a crime in and of itself, Zach if your blood alcohol level is below a certain point. So people are pointing to that as some kind of, um, you know, death knell. It's the, it's the smoking gun. Now he's definitely going to get suspended. And then you can get the, the voided guarantees. I don't think so. In this particular case, admitting to having a drink or having drunk, drank something at dinner or whatever, it's not proof, you know, and they drop the charges. So I would, I'll, I'm still going to be surprised Zach, if there's any further, uh, sanctioned by the NFL on Melvin Gordon because they dismissed the charge. Yeah, I don't think he's going to be cut by Denver. I don't think the NFL is going to ban him that he now that he was cleared. But it's just not a good look, legal or not, you know, technical or not, to admit to a police officer on camera that you've been drinking before you've been driving. And we all knew this coming into the Melvin Gordon era, the red flags that he had, Chad. He held down in Los Angeles a few years ago. I mean, he has fumble issues. He, he wasn't in my opinion, the greatest teammate to start off last year. So if you take on a player with those red flags, you want that player to at least blow you away. And when you're paying that player $8 bucks, and he goes out and drinks Merlot and then drives and speeds, and you have a young running back on the roster who's not getting the carries he deserves, it just all adds into a very untenable situation. And uh, for Melvin Gordon, though, I mean, he lucked out not getting charged, and he's going to luck out by having a job this year. I think so. I mean, I'll be surprised if there's enough there for the NFL to – to throw any weight around. Hey, very, very, very wow. generous top rope super chat Thank from you, one of our great wow. superstars, Michaela. And, you know, Michaela, I think if, I mean, we've had, yeah, I think it's time to have you on the show. I mean, it's been, you've been with us at least a year, right? It's time to get you on the show if it's something you want to do. Not, <clears throat> not everyone wants to. We understand that. Uh, but if you'd like to come on the show, send us an email milehighhuddle at gmail.com, and we'll make the arrangements. But thank you so much. It means the world to us. I hope you know that. She says, is the linebacker any good? Is he worth it? Showing my MHH fam some love. So she's talking about the Vikings kid um, that we talked about at the top of the show. I think for the money he's going to bring in or, or, you know, the lack of, I think um, you can do a lot worse than having Eric Wilson on your roster, not just because he knows George Payton, but like I said, he plays inside, outside. He's a, a dynamic tackler. And I know the Broncos have that already in Johnson and Jewel, but what he can do that Jewel and Johnson don't is create turnovers. They called him the walking turnover Minnesota last year, five forced takeaways, three 
um, interceptions and two forced fumbles. You want to have those guys on the team. And the versatility, um, he's a good teammate from what I've read about him. Uh, his coaches loved him. You can do a lot, lot worse and break the bank. When you have the Bud Dupree's out there, Chad, and the Shaq Barrett's out there, and the Melvin Ingram's out there, those guys are going to get $11, $12 million bucks a year. The Broncos don't need that. They have Bradley Chubb. I Hopefully, they'll have Von Miller. They have Malik Reed, who's turning into a baller on defense. They need just a little bit of a of a sprinkle on top, and that's what Eric Wilson could be. And for the, the contract he would require, I think it'd be a no-brainer move for Peyton. This is the Overtime Podcast Network. Find your next truck at Woodhouse Buick GMC. No matter where you're heading or what tasks need tackling, there's a premium and capable GMC truck that's perfect for you. Make a statement on the job site, out on the town, or wherever life leads you in the powerful and distinctive Sierra 1500. Or elevate your driving experience in the adventurous and innovative canyon. Explore our inventory online at WoodhouseBuickGMC.com or visit our indoor showroom today. Woodhouse Buick GMC. We are professional grade. Not long ago, everyone knew that you're either born a boy or a girl. Not anymore. The Biden administration is pushing radical gender experiments on children, changing their names, clothes, identities, and bodies. Joe Biden and his left-wing allies pushed boys to take estrogen to appear more feminine. They pushed girls to take testosterone so they grow facial hair. Biden and progressive leaders promote puberty blockers to keep kids from developing to normal men and women. These drugs can leave you sterile, infertile, impotent. Joe Biden and the new left even promote surgery on teens and young adults, removing breasts and genitals. They want boys in our daughters' bathrooms and sports teams. And now, the Biden administration is planning to issue new rules that would force doctors to prescribe dangerous drugs and worse. Tell Joe Biden and left-wing leaders across America, hands off our kids. Paid for by America First Legal. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. So he played – he was more like a will linebacker in uh, – Mike Zimmer likes that 4-3 defense, right? So he was more like the will. And if you guys can think back to the Jack Del Rio defense or even the John Fox defense, um, the position Wesley Woodyard played, that was the position that that uh, this that Eric played, Eric Wilson. I keep forgetting his last name. But look at this, Zach, triple-digit combo tackle. I mean, he was over 100 – 62 solo and then as you mentioned the takeaways very interesting <clears throat> i'm gonna have to look into what is you know we kind of take it with a grain of salt but I'm, I'm gonna be interested to see what his coverage grades were at pff we could take a look at that tonight if we want to he's all over the field though i mean he had i, I believe it was eight quarterback hits and, and nine tackles for loss i mean he was literally the vikings defense defense wasn't great last year they were very injured and they were very ineffective and that got overshadowed but wilson at times was the best player on that defense and that's saying something yeah, I'm going to I'm going to pull up. Let's see. I'm going to pull up PFF for later. We can take a look at some of his coverage grades. Eight pass three. breakups. I mean, he literally did it all last year and uh 15 starts, he's reliable. I don't know. I think it'd be a great signing. Sounds like the Vikings are perhaps being a little unwise to let him hit the bricks. We shall see. 
Uh, John, appreciate the super chat, my friend. Good to see you. He says, LOL, the Chiefs are going to be so shafted on the O-line. So, yeah, in case you guys missed it, the Chiefs released both starting tackles today. All right, former number one overall pick Eric Fisher, who is coming off an Achilles tear, recent Achilles tear. Uh, right, John? Wasn't that the injury? If I'm, um, I try to keep everything straight here, but pretty sure Achilles injury. And then, of course, the man that you might as well call Von Miller kryptonite, Mitchell uh, Mitchell Schwartz. He's free too. What crappy timing, Zach? You're locked down to Juwan James. You have the chance to go right. get the best right tackle in the league. You can't justify paying two right tackles top shelf money plus paying Garrett Bowles top five money. It's too bad, but he's definitely not going to land here. And, yes, the Chiefs, I mean, when you've got that dynamic quarterback that's going to get rid of the ball and all that and extending plays, it's a little less um, of, a, of a crisis, but still something to monitor for, for the Broncos. I'm going to take some of the sing away because word on the street in the NFL, you know, universe is that Schwartz is considering retirement. So if he retires, that's one thing. And uh, regardless, the Chiefs need literally starting tackles now. And I would expect them to be very aggressive on the open market, very aggressive in the draft, filling those needs. Because as you saw uh, about a month ago, Mahomes can't do it by himself. He's not that, you know, much of a deity on the field. I'm just trying to find Eric Wilson's stats. Um, great. Thank you for the super chat. The queen in the house, Christy. She says, Chad, you look 10 years younger. Hashtag manscaping. All right. It'll make you, it'll make you look 10 years younger. Trust. Thank you, Christy. Appreciate that. Real testimonial real quick. When Chad guys, when he popped into the, <laughs> from the green room today on the screen, I literally did a triple take. It was wild. I couldn't believe what I was seeing. I thought he found the fountain of youth. I was roasting him for <laughs> a few minutes, but it was a good time. That's, that's funny. All right, check this out. So Eric Wilson, let me pull this cat up real quick. I'll do the share screen here for you guys, and then we'll grab another question or two. Uh, Eric Wilson will be a PFF, all right? Um, we want to see his – what's it doing? Why is it – all right, we want to see his – Defensive grades. I'm, I'm more curious about his coverage. So let me come over here. All right. In his targets. Oh, a lot of four for fours and three for threes in, in, uh, in coverage. Let's look at one last thing. Let me go back here to, um, let me go back to the homepage real quick. News and analysis. Let me go to grades. Let's take a look at linebacker. Uh, let's let's search his name real quick. Bear with me here, gang. Um, uh, yeah, let's see. Are we doing it? Linebackers, yeah. So Eric Wilson. He's not letting me search his name, but either way, let me find him real quick. Just shouldn't take a second. Eric Wilson, Eric Wilson. There he is. All right. He had a 67.9. No, no, that's pass rush. Coverage grade was... 65.5, which is like C-level. It's like a C-level pass uh, pass coverage grade. But we take, Zach, it's it's all part of the, the puzzle. You know, you, 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 you take it with a little bit of a grain of salt, PFF grades, but right. it's, something to, it's something to note. 
Yeah, I mean, also the fact that just because they sign Eric Wilson doesn't mean they can't draft a linebacker or, you know, go that route or upgrade the position. Still, they can take a Parsons if they want in the first round. They can take a Jabril Cox in the second round. You know, they can trade down and take a Zayvon Collins if they want in the first round. It's just you want to have those veteran guys who the GM is familiar with and also can play multiple spots, and also he's productive, and he won't break the bank, and he's young. I mean, he really is the perfect cocktail in what you want as a second-tier free agent. Indeed. All right, let me see here, um, Robert. We try to be, and by the way, Samuel on Facebook says, we need to hit free agency hard. Uh, we need to hit free agency hard look at our division. Yeah, I'm sure that'll definitely be something, um, a priority on on his list, on, on George Payton's list. Robert says, would you take that super-duper tight end at pick nine, Kyle Pitts from Florida? No. I, I, he's a great player. Don't get me wrong. I don't want to take anything away from him, but why would you, Robert? when you have Noah Fant and Albert O plus all the receiving talent that you could really ask for. All that offense miss is missing right now is a force to be reckoned with quarterback. Once that force to be reckoned with emerges, Zach, that offense is ready to go into freaking light speed. If there's one position the Broncos don't need and they need a lot, that would be a pass catcher. I, I don't understand. I know he's a good tight end. He's been comp to Darren Waller, but you have no offense. And if you use no offense correctly, he can be a perennial pro bowler. You mentioned Albert O. You know about the receivers. They have two good running backs still on the roster. They are loaded for bear on offense, and they need that young quarterback to step up. And if Drew Locke can step up, I mean, if he can play the offense like we think he can play it, that can be a, a top 12, top 15 offense. So, no. No Kyle Pitts for me. Use that position. Use that pick at cornerback, linebacker, anywhere else but tight end. Uh, Bronco, Bronco number one fan. Love it. Good to see you. Appreciate you. This is my question. If somehow Parsons, Farley, or Patrick Sertan are off the board in the draft, so when the Broncos roll at nine, Trade who down. do you go after uh, after that? So what's what's your answer? I'm moving down in that in that scenario. I'm I'm moving to the teens and um I'm moving back for maybe JOK or Zayvon Collins and uh collecting a second round pick. I don't know who you take though in that scenario. I mean maybe a Slater, a, you know, a stool offensive lineman. That's a little too rich for my blood at number nine though. I think in that scenario, maybe JC Horn if he has a good pre draft process, but that's a little I don't know about a top ten pick for him. I'm probably moving down in that scenario. It depends on who's there. Because if those three are gone, I'm taking a hard look at J.C. Horn and who's behind me, who needs cornerback help. That's the South Carolina corner. I think he's right up there. You know, by the time it's all said and done, I think you're going to have a lot of draft nicks having a pretty those three corners, Sertan, Farley, and Horn, right there together. There's one or two others that kind of make up that top five. But if you trade back, Zach, maybe you take a look depending on what happens with Vaughn. Because if you just pick up Vaughn's option and he's now entering 2021, Is a ends up being a contract year, you need some edge depth. Maybe you look at um, Aziz Ojulari, the edge rusher from Georgia, if you move back a little, because I pick nine's a little too early for me for Ojulari, but if you move back to 15, 20, something like that, yeah. I could consider it, because I just think at this point, you've lo- you're loaded for bear, as you said, Zach, on, on offense. What you need now is to rebuild this defense so that Vic Fangio can really go blow for blow with these dynamic quarterbacks, especially in the division. Yeah, I wouldn't take an edge guy at nine, but if they move back to 15, 17, whatever, I wouldn't mind that because you're picking up an extra second or maybe third round pick. And uh, I think in that scenario, though, I mean, you're talking about the three best defensive guys that can go for Denver at number nine. They're all off the board. 
Uh, knowing Peyton, what he wants to do, what he's told you he's considering, which is trading back. I think that's the likely outcome in that scenario. This is the Overtime Podcast Network. Find your next truck at Woodhouse Buick GMC. No matter where you're heading or what tasks need tackling, there's a premium and capable GMC truck that's perfect for you. Make a statement on the job site, out in the town, or wherever life leads you in the powerful and distinctive Sierra 1500. Or elevate your driving experience in the adventurous and innovative canyon. Explore our inventory online at WoodhouseBuickGMC.com or visit our indoor showroom today. Woodhouse Buick GMC. We are professional grade. Not long ago, everyone knew that you're either born a boy or girl. Not anymore. The Biden administration is pushing radical gender experiments on children, changing their names, clothes, identities, and bodies. Joe Biden and his left-wing allies pushed boys to take estrogen to appear more feminine. They pushed girls to take testosterone so they grow facial hair. Biden and progressive leaders promote puberty blockers to keep kids from developing to normal men and women. These drugs can leave you sterile, infertile, impotent. Joe Biden and the new left even promote surgery on teens and young adults, removing breasts and genitals. They want boys in our daughters' bathrooms and sports teams. And now, the Biden administration is planning to issue new rules that would force doctors to prescribe dangerous drugs and worse. Tell Joe Biden and left-wing leaders across America, hands off our kids. Paid for by America First Legal. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. All right, let's grab this one from Based Gase. Always great to see you, my friend. By the way, you ever want to come on the show, you say the word, reach out, milehighhuddle at gmail.com. We'd love to bring you on. We've offered to get you a shirt as well, but you never reply. You never say, yeah, get us our, get me my T-shirt because I don't, I don't know why, but you got one ready for you, dog, a T-shirt. And at worst, we need you on the show. Come on the show sometime. Reach out to us and send us an email. We'll set it up. He says, thoughts on Peyton going to North Dakota? for the North Dakota State Pro Day, Trey Lance Pro Day, smokescreen or due diligence. Be safe, Colorado, MHH fam, stay home. So what's interesting about that, Zach, there's really, I mean, there are a few prospects uh, North Dakota State is that, that, are, that are eligible for the draft, right? But it really is about Trey Lance if you're making that trip. And in this case, it's the GM going. I don't think it's a smokescreen. I really don't. I think he's going there to get an up-close uh, look at Trey Lance and because I think that's probably the quarterback of the big four they are most expecting to be there right. at pick nine. Exactly, yeah. I mean, of all the guys, he probably would be, but he has the most realistic shot to be. And I wouldn't be surprised if he saw Mac Jones, Chad. I mean, if for the same reasons, it's a GM being a good GM. And I, I personally believe this was just due diligence by George Payton. He's going to check out a lot of prospects between now and late April, and Trey Lance happens to be one of them because he's a realistic option number nine. He will see every realistic option number nine that there is just in case, in a worst-case scenario, or someone blows him away, he has some background information. I wouldn't leap to a conclusion like, oh, he's going to take Trey Lance at number nine. He's going to do this a lot between now and April. So 
I think it's him being a good general manager. Man, I was just going to look up Micah Parsons' uh, coverage grade on PFF because we do have the college subscription for PFF because of all our draft guys. Um, but it's not letting me go beyond 2020. I'll see if I can figure that out. But it's this question from Chase. Isn't Parsons supposedly, right, not a gr- not great in coverage, which is what we need? He is an athlete. That might not be his forte, but I have very little doubt that if you were to get Micah Parsons under the wing of Vic Fangio, it would be a short matter of time before that was uh, solved. Yeah, and he's not – He's not the best coverage linebacker. There's better, you know, JOK is better. You can even make the case for Zavin, Zavin Collins. But like Chad said, he's the all-around best inside linebacker. And him even being the an average coverage guy is way better than A.J. Johnson or Josie Jewell. They need dynamic players on defense, and they've long lacked that since Trevathan went bye-bye. If you put Micah Parsons between, let's say, Bradley Chubb, Von Miller, you have that front line, you have that secondary – he will take away so many uh, problems on defense because he can run with guys. He can be a sideline to sideline guy. And I think a lot of these athletic issues surrounding him are a little overblown. Is he going to be an all world guy in coverage? No, but if they can even get consistent above average in coverage, that would represent an upgrade on what they've had for the last four or five years. Antonio, good to see you, my friend. Appreciate the super chat. He says, what's up guys. Sorry. I've been busy with work and life, but it's great to catch the pod. Hashtag Broncos country. Always great having you, Antonio. And I hope you know, we do miss you, my dog, when you're not in the stream, but we understand. You got to take care of business, life. uh, You know, you got to take care of whatever's in front of you, whatever's on your docket. Life happens. Look at that. Wow. The veritable princess of MHH, Pobby in the house. Man, thank you so much, my friend. I was just actually, um, I was just singing your praises a couple days ago to to somebody unrelated in terms of what I was just talking about. Uh, people were asking me, a, a friend of mine, he's more like my brother. We grew up together. We're like cousins, but we're not blood related. And he was just curious about, you know, what what we do with the podcast and fans and stuff like that, listeners and all that. And I showed him because he came to visit me and I showed him some of the stuff that Bobby sent us, some of the stuff some of our great um, community members sent, like, you know, just the swag, everything from what Stu has sent, Duke, Mundungus, Glenn. I mean, Glenn's gift yeah. to me. It's one of my most cherished gifts of all time, but Bobby, yours as well. So love you. Appreciate you. She says, <clears throat> shout out to Levi Hope for his service. I have a lot of respect for veterans. Levi, eight-year veteran of the Marine Corps. I listened to the podcast on my way home last night. It was great as always. See you all next time. Thank you, MHHers. Love you, Bobby. Respect the hell out of you, Bobby, because I have the utmost respect for our armed forces and for law enforcement, for people who served. And Levi, I told him that last time. I'll tell him again. Thank you for your service. And everyone listening right now, if you serve, thank you so, so much from Chad and I both. Yep. And John. Chris, and John. talk about service. 24. When do we cross into 25? And by the way, did you reply? I asked you what, what – brand that base was dude was that a fender precision what was that base dude that you that you showed me the picture of on on facebook chris i'll look after the show but yeah he's reminding you click those little thumbs up y'all appreciate that chris and of course chris will be on the show again for the second time um very very soon in just a couple of weeks so we look forward to that yeah see you soon chris thank you um zach of burn aka burn comma the guitarist 
John, go ahead and throw him up. There he is. He says, uh, hey, guys, looking forward to Vaughn and Chubb getting double-digit sacks against KC next year. Let me dream. <laughs> yeah, I mean, hey, we can't get too – you know, don't get don't get too out there in, in terms of hoping for 30 sacks. I mean, Zach, from the time you, you – well, you joined the beat in 2016. So 2018, 2019, 2020, how many articles – were written about bold predictions from this analyst or that analyst that Vaughn and Cub were going to get to 30, you know? I was actually thinking, how many articles did I used to write about Vaughn wanting to hit 30 sacks in one season or 20 sacks in one season? It's it's really hard to do, but they have that potential. And even Vaughn at his age now coming off that injury, if they both play up to who they are and their potential, it could be a wild season in terms of sacks for Denver. Charlie wants to know if we saw the blockbuster trade ESPN predicted for us. You got to remind me, be a little bit more specific because right now there are so many little um, news aggregation stories that we're covering as a website, as a publication to make sure our our community, our our readers and viewers and watchers that they don't miss anything, any buzz, any rumor, anything noteworthy related to the Denver Broncos. You'll have to be a little bit more specific because, well, let me look at the headline real quick here. There was ESPN draft insider predicts Broncos that that they trade back and uh, take Caleb Farley. Is that the one you're talking about? Probably Charlie. If that's, if that happens, man, you, that's a gift horse. You don't look in the mouth. I mean, if you're able to trade back and still land Caleb Farley and stack one or two additional picks, that's, that's great. But I just, I don't see it happening. I I wouldn't, I wouldn't categorize that as blockbuster either moving back and still getting a player who might not go. I mean that, I mean, we assume he's a top 10 pick, but we've seen players fall out of the top 10, top 20. It may very well be the case. If uh, teams are wary on him, not playing, opting out last season, Caleb Farley, if that wasn't it, I haven't heard anything. I would assume though, a blockbuster trade idea from ESPN would involve a quarterback. So uh, let us know in the comments. Yeah. Todd McShay, excuse me. He said, um, let me find this. In this scenario, the Broncos opt to stick with Drew. So what do they – so here, let me close this. So they go – McShay and his counterpart, Mel Kuyper, did not utilize trades in projecting their mock drafts in years past. But recently, ESPN's draft Nick Dio has begun to sprinkle some into their prognostications. McShay's mock draft has the Broncos making a deal with the Niners who move up to grab Mac Jones uh, while McShay has the Broncos moving back to 12 there and taking – Caleb Farley. So yeah, that's, I'm sure that's what you're talking about. And again, I would love it if it happened. I just, if he's still on the board there at nine, I'd be stunned if the, if the Broncos were to move back. I don't, I don't like Mac Jones to the Niners either. I, you know, if I want to see Trey Lance with uh, Shanahan, that'd be really Mm -hmm. fun to watch. Yeah. I mean, I think Mac Jones besides Trevor Lawrence, Mac Jones is the quarterback in this class. This is why he's a, he's a dark horse possibility for your Denver Broncos. He's the one quarterback beside Lawrence in this class who I think could actually win you some games as a rookie. Maybe not, you know, changing the game. He's not going to blow anybody away, but he's a guy that knows how to how the sausage is made, so to speak, and kind of step in if needed. And if Drew Locke were to fall on his face, forestall Vic Fangio, perhaps, as he'd have a chance of forestalling Fangio from getting the getting the axe. Well, here's a um, minority kind of comment, Chad. We don't get a lot. Get rid of Drew Locke. We need a quarterback from Josiah. $5 super chat. Thank you, Josiah. 
more more than entitled to your opinion. I don't think they're going to get rid of Drew Locke, though. I think whether you like it or not, Locke will be on the roster in some capacity this season. And I think, like Cliss said earlier, like we went over, uh, he's going to open the season as a starter with a better backup behind him. And it's up to him. How long he plays this year is up to Drew Locke. So don't get your hopes up of uh, that happening. I'm just taking a quick look here, John, to see the order of our great superstars and and very patient superstars. All right, so we got everyone there. Let me see. We got uh, Hunter, Drew, Castillo, Dennis, Rocco, Tom, Anthony. Hunter, in the house. Good to see you, brother. Appreciate you. He says, keep it up, guys. <clears throat> Excuse me. Finally about to snag some merch. Long overdue. Appreciate it. Uh, he says, appreciate what you guys do with the listeners and the fans. Hey, man, it's our pleasure. We seriously get a kick out of it. Like, we look forward to our superstar segments. The only reason we don't do them during the season is just because the news cycle doesn't really allow us to dedicate that that additional time and setting it up and having them on. So in the offseason, we totally love it, having everybody on that's the key members of our community. And and for lack of a better term, you know, the 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 crowd – I don't want to say crowdfunding of the podcast, but it's similar. It's the people that are pr- making sure this content continues to come night after night. And we love getting you guys on the show. And, and Hunter, you're another one. If you want to come on the show sometime, let us know. Milehuddle at gmail.com or on Twitter. DM either of us and we'll arrange it. And if you do get your merch, uh, send us a picture. We'll be happy to post it on the Mile I Huddle Instagram page. And yep. uh, we hope you like it. HuddleUpPod.com. Thank you. Um, real quick here, John, before you grab the next one, just shout out here to Joe D. Don't always... Catch it live, but I watch every single pod you guys put out since uh, since a little before you guys went wow. live. Very cool. Thank you, Appreciate Joe. it. Um, all right, let me see here. John, do you have Drew H. and Mr. Castillo? There he is. Another one of our most favorite YouTube profile picks. The superstar Drew, who's going to be on the show very, very soon. He says, I love – the Wilson idea, talking about the linebacker. We're not talking Russ. We're not talking about Zach. <laughs> I'd give Kyle Van Noy a call, too. He's kind of a do-it-all guy, though. I agree that Kyle Van Noy is a very um, useful, valuable, versatile linebacker, but he's a guy that costs a lot of money. And so if you're going to go spend on Kyle Van Noy, like, in my opinion, yes, that versatility, is, it's good to have, but you would need to have a very – I think specific plan in place for Kyle Van Noy to get that bang for the buck. He didn't really work out well for the Dolphins last year. They cut him after, you know, one year into a four year mega contract. And uh, Brian Flores is a great defensive mind there in Miami. If he didn't make it work with Van Noy, I don't think in Denver, he would have much success either. And he's going to get a lot of money. I feel And I, I brought up Matt Milano earlier, again, 44 million, four years, 11 million per year. Um, Van Noy should get maybe eight or nine of that. And I don't think the Broncos should break the bank on someone uh, of that ability. I'd much rather settle for Eric Wilson. And it wouldn't be much of a settle because he can do it all as well. And he'd be saving about four or five million bucks on an annual basis. That's my guy at linebacker. By the way, if you're going to get a nice new piece of merch, check out the the newest t-shirt design up there, the new Mile High Huddle logo with the football and the kind of shieldy looking deal. So far, it's been a hot cake. People are buying it, all our great fans and, and members of the community. So check that out if you're getting yourself some new merch, Hunter. Um, all right, let's grab this. Mr. Castillo, good to see you, my friend. Appreciate you being with us and the support as always. He says, out of those cut and unrestricted free agents, which defensive player and offensive player would would you, uh, would you be your pickup as the GM? 
So the people who have been cut right up to this point and unrestricted guys that are out there. Uh, defense, hmm. there's a few. There's a few guys. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna keep it simple for now. Offense, I'm going out there and I'm trying to ink Alex Smith. Alex Smith hmm. to me has has crossed above in prioritization. Andy Dalton, but I'd be happy with either one of those guys as the hedge slash competitive push for Drew Luck. Yeah, offense, I'll say, you know, Andy Dalton for the sake of conversation, and I'll say uh, Dakota Dozier from the Vikings. He's an offensive lineman that can play inside or outside as well. I mean, Amir Abdullah from the Vikings. A lot of Vikings free agents that, that George Payton go, can go after. On defense, though, you got to get a cornerback. So Mike Hilton, uh, William Jackson, Troy Hill, some, Mackenzie Alexander, one of those guys. And Eric Wilson, I, I'm not just saying that because I wrote the article. I, I like this guy for a while now, and I think he would be a really ideal fit for Peyton in year one. All right, let me just show you guys something real quick here. Here's why I was kind of um, buying time, ambivalent on my defensive selection. All right. As Zach said, you got to go out. One of those two starting corners that you're currently missing, because you you only have one corner that you can really hang your hat on as a starter to count on, right? And that's Bryce Callahan. Who knows? Maybe Michael Ojemudia turns that corner in year two and becomes a guy like that. But if you are trying to hedge and, and put a plan in place that you can count on, you need two starting corners this year. One from free agency, one from draft is probably how it shakes out. In free agency, Zach, I'm looking at this guy right here. I'm looking at uh, – oh, I skipped him. Where'd he go? A little farther. Where the heck did he go? I just had him, dude. Xavier Rhodes. There he is, right here. Xavier Rhodes is who I like. That's the corner I like. Yes, he's 31, all right? But I I think this is a guy, Zach, who would be really interesting in Vic Fangio's scheme. And he'll cost some money, but I don't think he's going to cost uh, A.J. Bouye $14 million a right. year type money, right? Plus, he knows Peyton as well from Minnesota. So, yeah, cornerback, uh, I would not mind Xavier Rhodes, Alexander, Mike Hilton, Jackson. There's a, there's a lot of names out there, but they're not going to go after Chad. Like you've mentioned and we've mentioned before, the Petersons, the Richard Shermans, they're not going to break the bank at cornerback after cutting A.J. Boye precisely for that reason. This is weird. Oh, wait, is it because I have two yeah. selected? I hate when it okay, does that. Yeah. Here we go. So here's your linebacker options, and I am so glad I discovered, dude, that that over the cap has the free agents broken down by position because man, spot track was killing me for the live streams, but Quan, all right. I have, I like him on the surface, but I, I fear his injury history and the money he he's sure to command KJ, Wright, Long in the tooth, but potential option. What do you think about Sean Lee, dude? Is he done at 35? <laughs> He's uh he has literally one leg left. I he, you would get three games out of him and he'd be on IR for the rest of the year. So, so Eric Wilson, <clears throat> another I think no longer low key option for the Denver Broncos at linebacker. Um, let me just keep going here. Jared Davis or Gerard? I can't remember how you pronounce his name. Wasn't well, he, he a was, first rounder? He was either a first or second. I think he was a first rounder out wow. of uh, out of Florida, and he's a guy that. I know Eric Trickle had a really good grade on coming out as a prospect, but he's definitely, um, you know, he's not lived up to expectations. Let's just put it that way as a pro. One of the guys you mentioned or you skipped past was uh, Denzel Perryman from the Chargers. I, I've, I've always kind of liked him. He's had some injury concerns, but, man, that guy can lay a lick on yeah. defense. The problem with him is he's not going to help you in coverage, but as you said, thumper, run fit, 
tone setter. It's funny, dude. When I was at the 2015 Senior Bowl, and that whole week of uh, of practice where you get to talk to the prospects after each session, you get to go out on the field as media, and you know you can stick your phone in their face and ask them questions. And while other people are doing that, you can get your phone in there. It's really a lot of fun. And I just happened to get a very rare one-on-one scenario for about five minutes with Denzel Perryman. And he was a high profile prospect coming out of Miami, right? He was at the top two or three linebackers in the class. And I thought it was weird, Zach, because here's this phenomenal athlete, a feared hitter, just a dominant player. And I was looking down at him. I'm, I'm right at six foot and he's like five, he's got to be like five, 10, Five ten and a half. I think he's listed at five eleven, but I think he's probably just a little bit shorter than that. Yeah, I mean, I've always like going back to Miami. I watched him in person. Uh, he's always a, a dynamic player to me. But you know, that's what Fangio likes. He doesn't seem to like the three down guy. He likes the two down thumpers. And if they want to replace Jewel this season, or maybe have a longer term option, Perriman would make sense. But Avery Williamson also, I, I, he never really panned out with the Jets, but he was always uh, lauded for his pass coverage ability. And this, I think the Steelers picked him up last year when they lost Devin Bush to that injury. For a short-term contract, he won't land what he landed in New York, but for a one- or two-year deal, just for his pass-covering ability, I wouldn't mind him as well. So here's a couple of the pluses, though, on the Denzel front. A, he is 28, so he's still got two or three prime years left in the tank. He knows your division. Right. And, you know, he's probably not going to break the bank, Zach. I mean, he, he, can, he can command a little something-something, but if you look at his history, whoop, let me let me go up here. Um, drafted in 15, renegotiated a deal in 2019 to stick around. Total of 12 million. Not long ago, everyone knew that you're either born a boy or a girl. Not anymore. The Biden administration is pushing radical gender experiments on children, changing their names, clothes, identities, and bodies. Joe Biden and his left-wing allies pushed boys to take estrogen to appear more feminine. They pushed girls to take testosterone so they grow facial hair. Biden and progressive leaders promote puberty blockers to keep kids from developing to normal men and women. These drugs can leave you sterile, infertile, impotent. Joe Biden and the new left even promote surgery on teens and young adults, removing breasts and genitals. They want boys in our daughters' bathrooms and sports teams. And now, the Biden administration is planning to issue new rules that would force doctors to prescribe dangerous drugs and worse. Tell Joe Biden and left-wing leaders across America, hands off our kids. Paid for by America First Legal. Not long ago, everyone knew that you're either born a boy or a girl. Not anymore. The Biden administration is pushing radical gender experiments on children, changing their names, clothes, identities, and bodies. Joe Biden and his left-wing allies pushed boys to take estrogen to appear more feminine. They pushed girls to take testosterone so they grow facial hair. Biden and progressive leaders promote puberty blockers to keep kids from developing to normal men and women. These drugs can leave you sterile, infertile, impotent. Joe Biden and the new left even promote surgery on teens and young adults, removing breasts and genitals. They want boys in our daughters' bathrooms and sports teams. And now, the Biden administration is planning to issue new rules that would force doctors to prescribe dangerous drugs and worse. Tell Joe Biden and left-wing leaders across America, hands off our kids. 
Paid for by America First Legal. Not long ago, everyone knew that you're either born a boy or girl. Not anymore. The Biden administration is pushing radical gender experiments on children, changing their names, clothes, identities, and bodies. Joe Biden and his left-wing allies pushed boys to take estrogen to appear more feminine. They pushed girls to take testosterone so they grow facial hair. Biden and progressive leaders promote puberty blockers to keep kids from developing to normal men and women. These drugs can leave you sterile, infertile, impotent. Joe Biden and the new left even promote surgery on teens and young adults, removing breasts and genitals. They want boys in our daughters' bathrooms and sports teams. And now, the Biden administration is planning to issue new rules that would force doctors to prescribe dangerous drugs and worse. Tell Joe Biden and left-wing leaders across America, hands off our kids. Paid for by America First Legal. Bucks for two years, basically, so averaging $6 million per year. And then uh, in 2020, made, yeah, so that's the second half of that deal. Probably five or six million bucks. Would he be worth it to you for that that cost, considering that the Broncos already have two really solid, run-fitting, thumping-type linebackers? I, I would prefer Eric Wilson over Perriman, but as a fallback plan, I, I would not mind him on that market. There's not a lot of great names out there that are productive or younger, and I think Perriman among the, among them is the uh, one of the better ones. Richie Richie, good to see you, bro. He says, how are the Chiefs going to pay all of these required free agents? How are they going to pay Mahomes? How are they going to pay Kelsey? How are they going to pay Chris Jones? I mean, they didn't cut these guys because they're 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 up against the cap. They cut Schwartz because he's retiring, and they cut the other tackle because he's getting older as well, and it was a uh, – you have to move on eventually. So they will find a way, and I keep saying it, and I'll say it again, and what's going on in New Orleans right now demonstrates that the salary cap is a myth, folks, and I promise you the Chiefs, they will sport two – prime tackles this season acquired either veterans or rookies and they will go to battle and we will all wonder how did they do that chad how did they manage to squeeze under the cap it's they'll find a way yeah it it, it's gonna happen uh brett wants to know after we grab daniel we'll grab brett on facebook he says and this is a no this is a newer name on super chat i'm this i think this is the second time i can remember daniel being in the in in the super chat so we see you. We appreciate you. Welcome and connect with us on Twitter so that we can keep keep the conversation going, keep tabs on you, and we love being able to shout out and tag each one of our superstars on Twitter after each show. So connect with us there. Daniel says, I know corner is a major spot this year, but I feel we have needed a true cover linebacker for years. Justin Sternod is an unknown, but I would love to draft Micah Parsons. I feel you. I feel you. And you know what? If you, Zach, were to draft Micah Parsons and you end up getting a healthy Justin Sternod in 2021, you might be able to have your cake and eat it too because both those guys are really good, dynamic, speedy, athletic, just twitched up backers. And then you still have the thumpers. You still have Johnson. You still have Jewel. That's a pretty well-rounded linebacker core. If Surnod hits and the Broncos do land with Parsons, you could do a lot worse because, again, that's the one position they're lacking and they have lacked for quite a few years now is that dynamic inside linebacker. They're solid everywhere else. You put that guy in the middle there, watch out. Uh, Brett on Facebook says, uh, love the show, guys. Thank you. TMZ is going to get Melvin Gordon released, question mark. I really don't see it. I mean, it's creating some bad optics and some bad PR, but the Broncos can't release him without paying a hefty price 
unless the NFL were to step in and, and, and uh, suspend him. If he were suspended, I think there might be, you know, a hole in that boat where the Broncos could justifiably get out of the guaranteed portion. But Zach, again, without conviction, the charges, it's not just that he was acquitted. I know it was a plea deal, Zach, but he wasn't just acquitted. He, the charges were dismissed, dismissed. So unless there's some kind of evidence out there, which he would have had to have been completely off his rocker to allow any kind of blood test. If, uh, you know, when he was cited, unless there's some kind of specific evidence like that, that the NFL were to get its hands on, regardless of the PR crap storm, I don't think it's going to really make a difference in terms of Gordon's, you know, where he's at with the team this year. Right. We don't have that smoking gun. And uh, that's why I think he, he's going to be back. And that's what we said before he was cleared that if he does get off on these charges, that uh, he will survive the potential removal of his guarantees and I think the the Broncos they really can't cut their leading rusher I mean from an optics point of view that would be a not a wise move from Peyton at least without having an established uh, replacement on the roster I don't think the Broncos under Pat Shermer specifically believe Lindsey can be that guy the RB1 you know no doubt about it kind of guy so they're gonna buy their time they might draft a replacement player for the future and regardless though I think this is Melvin Gordon's final season in orange and blue and for what it's worth, I see a few other questions, including from Richie. Look, he was acquitted. All right, I'm not gonna, uh, I'm not gonna cut him based on the DUI. All right, especially because I'm on the hook for that several several million dollars. So, you know, if I wasn't beholden to a guaranteed contract that my predecessor locked me into, as and I'm George Payton, then it, yeah, the juice might not be worth the squeeze here in terms of the PR crap storm and just bringing the Broncos into these kind of um, optics publicly, but that's just not where we're at. Daniel, again, thank you, brother. Looking for corners in free agency. Are you guys thinking Shaquine Griffin or Janoris Jenkins types? Mm-mm. Also, how is OJ Moody projecting for next year? So your thoughts on Griffin and, and Jenkins, and I can maybe grab OJ Moody. Griffin, I don't mind terribly, but I think he's going to cost you know a pretty penny. I want literally nothing to do with Janoris Jenkins. The Jackrabbit, I mean, he's fallen off so, so far in the NFL landscape. I would not touch him with a 10-foot pole. Ojemudia, Chad, I think in a best-case scenario where you want him next year is cornerback three. I think if he's starting on a full-time basis, it's not an ideal scenario. I don't think he's ready for that just yet. So if you have a Farley Callahan and then you have an Ojemudia and then you have, let's say, a Mike Hilton, that's quietly a respectable uh, cornerback core. But if you don't have that, if you don't have a Farley and you're forced to play Michael Ojemudia uh, at, at cornerback one, cornerback two, that's not where I think Fangio wants to be. I guess I'm solo for now. I don't know where Chad went, John. I, is he coming back? I feel like it's uh, I feel like uh, Luke right now when he hops out of the room. I clicked, <laughs> dude, I'm clicking over to I'm clicking over to do share screen on over the cap, and I just barely clipped the X right next to Streamyard and it X'd out the it X'd out the. I feel uh, like Mile High Insiders. I felt like Nick first. <laughs> I know. I, know. <laughs> I know what to do. <laughs> Going on though. Yeah, I was. Yeah, I'm just saying. You know, Ojemudia. I, I just, in a best case scenario, I don't think he's going to start next year. That's why we're saying you can't have him and his saying Bassey and with a injured Bryce Callahan perpetually as your starting cornerback. So uh, that's where I think he's projecting cornerback three. Yeah. Yep. And OJ Mudia. I, I mean, look of of all the third round corners John Elway drafted uh, in those last five years as GM. You know, OJ Mudia shown has shown the most you know, positive signs that he could be a factor for this team, but it's still only one year and his rookie year was like this. 
but he did kind of steady down the stretch. So I don't want to sell him too short, but it's just, again, it goes back to the prospect of can you bank on it? And in this case, you definitely can't. You got to find two starting caliber corners. And then if OJ Mudia, because look, injuries are going to happen. It's part of the game. Look what happened last year. If and when you got to turn to that number four guy on the depth chart to play starter snaps, that's when OJ Mudia can prove or reveal whether or not he has taken another step forward. Let's grab Rocco. Uh, he says, good evening, guys, and thank you, Rocco. Hope things are good. How much of a risk is it to trade up for picks if you still want to get Farley or Sertan or uh, just keep your pick number nine? I'm not trading up for anything other than a quarterback, and I'm not looking for quarterback this year. So risky? I mean, what you're giving up capital. I mean, we could go through and show you the uh, draft pick value chart, guys, but it's it's a pretty penny just to – I mean, if you were to go from just nine to five, Zach, it's arm and a leg. Maybe I'm reading it wrong, but maybe he means trade back, not trade up for more picks. I, I think he's saying it, how much of a risk is it to trade back and, and sacrifice losing out on Farley or Sertan? If I'm wrong, I'm wrong, but I'd rather keep the pick. If one of those guys is on the board, I would not chance losing out on a cornerback because, again, how badly you need the guy. This is a rare situation where BPA inter- intersects with drafting for need and the Broncos can't afford to tempt fate and miss out on a Caleb Farley or Sertan at number nine. And he didn't right. trade down. He's okay. Ten four. Yeah. In that case, as far as the risk is concerned, it just depends on. You got to look at the lay of the land. You got to see who's behind you. How far back are you looking at going? Uh, what are you willing to risk in order to lose the guy you want? In order, in order to also still, you know, get those picks. I don't know. It's a risk, but we don't know for sure how much George Payton likes any of the specific corners, with the exception of. Farley just keeps getting mocked to the Broncos, and it's pretty obvious why in terms of scheme fit. I mean, he's a guy that could outlast. He's he's head coach um, proof, right? doesn't matter what scheme. He can be playing any scheme. Sertan, it's a little bit more scheme-specific. So if you're George Payton and you're looking to draft a corner in the first round this year, Zach, and you're not positive if Vic's going to be back in his system the next year, you're a lot safer rolling with Farley in terms of you don't have to try and project what kind of scheme this guy can fit in if Fangio's not around next year. If you need a cornerback, Farley is the best cornerback in this draft class. So it's two plus two equals four. All right. We got to hustle because we just crossed the hour mark. Uh, so let's grab a super chat here from Anthony. Good to see you, my friend. Um, his question is, appreciate the, the support, man. Feels good to finally catch a live pod. It's been a while. Hey, man. Yeah, we appreciate miss you when you're not with us, dog. Whoops, my bad, John. Throw that up. Tom El Greco, also in the house up there, north of the 49th parallel that Good proves Broncos country is not a geographic location. It's a hashtag state of being, baby. Hey, boys, been a while. Off topic. If Drew stays healthy, <clears throat> 30 to 35 touchdowns, 10 interceptions, 3,500 to 4,000 yards passing. What do you think, basically? Uh, I think that's like the dream season. <laughs> That's the dream. And I don't say that because <clears throat> I'm not trying to crap on Drew. But when you guys asked me this question, us this question, last year when everyone in Broncos country, with only a very few exceptions, were geeked up and stoked and just riding high on the Drew Lock train. And we would say uh, 23, 24, 25 touchdowns is probably like the best case scenario for Drew in uh, in 2020. And everyone's like, what do you mean? He's not going to throw 50 like, like you know, Mahomes, Peyton, Tom Brady, Marino. No, he's not, dude. He's, I mean, 23, 24, 25. That to me would be a, a more than solid uh, 
2021 for Drew. If you were to get into the low 30s, Zach, I mean, you're talking about a, a he's now a superstar probably in the league. Yeah, that really is a best-case scenario because I, I was looking at those stats, and the yards wouldn't surprise me. The touchdowns, it's it's a little surprising, 35 touchdowns for Locke. I, he can do it, but 10 picks, that's where it's a little unrealistic. If he's going to take that many chances, knowing how turnover-prone <clears throat> he has been and the type of game he likes to play, those interceptions would probably be like 15, 16, 17. But even then, you know, 3,500 yards, 30 touchdowns, and, and 16 picks, that's a playoff team right there. Yep. All right, we've got uh, one, two, three, four, five more super. Nope, excuse me. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight more supers, and then we got to get going, and we got to rapid fire because I have to. Uh, I have an appointment with Kim tonight to shoot some videos, which I can push back a little bit, so it's okay. We're not in a super super rush because we were late getting on tonight. I am Supreme Twenty Two. Good to see you. We need a top thirty-one QBR type of cornerback. <laughs> let's go fam yeah dude yeah hey one ranking higher is better than a sharp stick in the eye right if you get from 32 to 31 (laughs) or 33 to 31 because he's the 33rd best quarterback in the nfl apparently according to some rogue theory josh in the house good to see you bro he says uh appreciate you he says glad to catch the pod i took a promotion at work congrats dude so i've been busy and whoa my guy chad Ready to jump back in the pit with the with the shave? Yeah, it's like I'm I'm 16 again. Uh, skins and punks. Who should we chase in free agency? If anybody, what he's talking about there, guys. And um, most people, when and I got to be careful because I don't want us to get uh, some kind of a hit on our social media for me saying something that is not actually what I'm saying. It can be interpreted by a robot out of context. But his thing here about skins and punks, it's not what you think. It's not the um, the racial thing. It's just there are certain people in punk rock that would, you know, they'd wear Doc Martens, they'd wear the suspenders, shave their heads, they'd go out there and they called those guys skins. All right. So not because they were racially superior people, although I'm sure there are people like that out there. That's not what he is talking about. So um, who should we chase in free agency, if anybody? Drew, thank you for the stars, dog. Um, hey, man, I'm still all about trying to see if I can get Alex Smith back in the Rocky Mountains. Yeah, uh, quarterback, whether it's, again, Alex Smith, Dalton, whoever, cornerback, whether that's, you know, Mike Hilton, Mackenzie Alexander, whoever, maybe a linebacker like an Eric Wilson. Uh, you're going to see George Payton use a, a measured approach and just kind of, like I said, sprinkle in a little bit of, of the signings on the roster and save the majority of roster building, though, for the draft. I, I don't anticipate him making any splashes. I think the quarterback that he does sign or acquire will be the biggest splash he makes in terms of the uh, signing period. So don't expect anything crazy. I'll say that again. <clears throat> Wolf Sky, I love you. We appreciate how active you are with the content and the, and the questions uh, or the comments. But we can't go back down the Gardner Minshew uh, path again. It's just no. we don't get it. We don't understand it. Um, Muhammad with another super sticker. Appreciate that, bro. Really do. Appreciate you, my friend. Um, all right. Let me see here real quick. Norman Hall in the house. Appreciate <laughs> you. How does it feel to have the best Broncos pod? It feels amazing. When people ask me how I'm doing, I say live in the dream. And it's the truth, dude. It's the truth. All right. Thank you, Norman. Appreciate yeah. it. Appreciate you. Uh, Michaela back in the house again. Thank you. You're the, you're the bomb. She says, hashtag draft Sertan hashtag best Broncos pod hashtag state of being. I wouldn't cry if it was Sertan. I really wouldn't. I, I like Sertan a lot, 
But like, I just think if at what cost, like, did you pass on Farley or was Farley already off the board? Honestly, I would go Farley Horn, then Sertan. That's me. But Sertan's, you know, he's got a higher floor, but his ceiling is nowhere approaching either one of those two guys, in my opinion. Now, some of the hardcore draft guys, like uh, I know Luke, for example, Luke Patterson, he's really big on, on Patrick Sertan. So he might, you know, have a bone to pick with me saying that. But nevertheless, I just like the athletic ceiling and potential of Farley, then it's Horn, and then Sertan. But if he were picked, I'm not crying any tears. The big three debate kind of reminds me of last year with uh, receivers. You know, do the Broncos, is Jerry Judy the one? Is Henry Ruggs the one? Is CeeDee Lamb the one? And now it's the same kind of, you know, debate. Whoever the Broncos get, whether it's Horns, you can debate the merits of them or their scheme fits or your opinion, but whoever they get of those three will help the Broncos defense because, again, they badly need bodies, plural, at cornerback. Uh, Clinton Watson jumping in with a very generous super chat, and it's a Newer name, anyway, on uh, Super, so welcome, thank you. He says, I've been milking the show for too long without saying thank you for all your hard work. Ah, dude, you're hitting us in the fields. Thank you. Y'all make that little difference and put a little levity in my life. Love (laughs) y'all. Donkeys for life. Hey, appreciate that, Clinton. Connect with us on Twitter, my friend, so we can uh, keep tabs and, and keep the conversation going. And Clinton and everybody else out there, you guys put levity in our lives. You guys mean as much to us as we do to you. So that's why we're so, so appreciative. Thank you again. Um, here's one real quick from Jason O'Neill. At, let me grab this. Hold that. Hold, hold John just for a second because I don't want to lose Jason. I'm going to keep scrolling. He wants to know, I see that Peyton and the contingent will be traveling to put eyes on Trey Lance. Will the Broncos also be traveling to see other quarterbacks as well? Yeah, I think um, – and now go ahead, John. I think you'll see them – Again, I think the reason it's starting with Lance, I mean, first of all, there's chronological, you know, um, that's what's available right this second. So that's where they're going. But I'm guessing they probably think he's the guy most likely to be there at nine. If they do end up deciding as a franchise, let's go ahead and take a quarterback. I don't think that's going to happen. But, yeah, I mean, I'd be surprised if Peyton doesn't show up at BYU Pro Day uh, as well as right. Ohio State and maybe even, Al- of course, Alabama, because just because of all the other prospects you're, you're seeing. I'll say this. I'd be shocked if the Broncos took a quarterback at number nine, but I'd also be shocked if Peyton wasn't at everyone's pro day at at who could be there at number nine as well. It's a a GM being a good GM. It's a guy who's done this for 14 years now back in Minnesota. And it's part of his job is seeing the best talent out there and scouting what he sees fit. This is why we wanted him, Chad, his scouting prowess. And he's putting that on full display now. So um, I don't think it's a smokescreen. I I think it's just Peyton doing his job and uh, doing it well. John Houston, thank you, my friend. Parsons is not good in coverage. An average pass rusher. Steve Outwater said he has no instincts, gets lost, and wouldn't draft him. We need a corner, period. Yeah, I think um, that's a pretty unforgiving uh, evaluation on Parsons, to be frank with you. And having met and, and talked with Steve Outwater before, I have a hard time saying, seeing him saying, I would not draft Parsons unless there's something about his off the field stuff that he says is no go. But like, dude, turn on the tape and watch Parsons. Right. That dude's freaking phenomenal player, but it's, he's not without a few words. Uh, Willie, thank you for the super dog. He says, just wanted to say what's up, fellas. What's up? Thank you, Willie. Good to see you. Uh, BNS. I want to see Kelberman's corner versus the herd. Can you arrange that Zach? Hashtag all pro bowls. Crow pie. For I, I misread that second hashtag, and I was like, <laughs> "I was like, what?" <laughs> Some guys will get that out there. 
All right, I think we are <laughs> caught up. All right. <laughs> let me just do one last thing before we dip on out of here because we like to uh, – well, let me uh, – actually, before I do that, um, stand by one second. All right, here's one. Zach, while I pull something up here, grab this because we like to be as as uh, even and democratic as possible on the actual mailbag episodes from James here while yep. I pull something up. Yeah, James uh, jumping in. Is Farley not playing this last year not a concern for someone who would be a day-one starter? I mean, you have to take into consideration that we, we don't have film on him from the 2020 season, but we do have film from what he did do in college, and I think that film uh, it, it suffices enough to make him a top-10 pick and uh, – He's the best corner in this draft class. And we're not just saying that. It's not one person's evaluation. It's the consensus opinion. And I don't think his opt-out will change that. I think he'll be a definite surefire first-round pick. And the Broncos may need first-round cornerbacks. I wouldn't demur on uh, Farley because he didn't play last year. I don't know about you, Chad. We don't know about George Payton, how they feel specifically. But there's a good chance, regardless of what he did or didn't do last year, he will be rocking orange and blue come April. All right, I just want to make sure I have this staged. I want to uh, make sure our Facebook community that is so great about giving us stars that we that they get their they get their props. John, good to see you, bro. Hey, your uh, swag should be showing up any day, so make sure you send us that profile pic. Greg, good to see you, bro. Rocking the Let Them Hate T-shirt, love it. All right, let me just uh, do a scroll up here. We got to give our our Facebook community their their props here. Uh, shout out to Brett Garner. We already answered one of his questions. There's Randy. Good to see you. One of our supporters. Uh, Drew. Good to see you. Whoop. Um, there's Drew with some stars. Appreciate that, brother. Five, Five week streak going. Thank you. Uh, Gary. Six, six week streak. He says, I don't know how I caught you guys live, but love all my Broncos <laughs> fam. We don't know either, but we're happy you're here. Uh, Drew's talking about, hey, man, what's up with all this Minshew talk? He isn't even that good. His social media is the biggest yes. thing about him. Yes. Preach. Oh, you know what? It's not letting me go to the top for some reason. I'll have to. Well, guys, I, I kind of botched that on the uh, on the Facebook front. But listen, on Facebook, we love you. Appreciate you. And even though we're signing off the Huddle Up podcast for the week right now, let not your heart be troubled because Zach is going to be back Sunday at noon for Kelberman's Corner, episode 10. We've now reached the double-digit point for Kelberman's Corner, so – I know from uh, what he's told me, a very special episode cooking up. Because what's what starts the next day, Zach? Peep, you guys, t- t- considering the show, the questions we got on tonight's show, you guys are going to love uh, Kelberman's Corner on Sunday. I will keep you in suspense, though. I promise you it's, it's worth it to tune in. I will have a couple names that I think the Broncos should and maybe will sign next week. All right, so tune in for that. And if you want to become an official supporter, you just go to – facebook.com slash mile high huddle, or just go to our page. I mean, almost all of you who watch the show, whether you're on YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, wherever you're all following that page. There's almost a hundred thousand people following the mile high huddle page on Facebook. There's a big blue button at the top says become a supporter. Click that. You get access to not only Calberman's corner, but as I mentioned a few minutes ago, you also get access to the trickle zone, which we are debuting Saturday at noon. Mountain Time, and here's a little promo poster for it. You'll start seeing this poster on our social media going up here shortly. We just had her made up. So uh, subscribe there, become a supporter. You get that. Also connect on Twitter. It doesn't cost you anything. At Huddle Up Pod, 
at Mile High Huddle, Muhammad. Thank you, my friend. Appreciate you, Doug. Um, at Mile High Huddle, my partner, Zach Kelberman, at Kelberman NFL, myself, at Chad N. Jensen, our producer, John K. MHH on Twitter. And again, gentle reminder to go follow also the podcast page on Facebook. All right, so you can get in on the giveaways. But other than that, Zach, have a great weekend, dog, and uh, look forward to seeing uh, seeing what you got cooking for Sunday's Kelberman's Corner. Yes, sir. Have a great weekend. Have a great weekend, John. Everyone in the chat, everyone listening to us right now, we will see you. I will see you, and Kim Becker will see you Sunday at noon for KK Episode 10. And then Chad and I will be back on Sunday night for the Huddle Up Podcast, the last pod before all hell breaks loose in the NFL next week. It should be a fun one. Should have some rumors. We'll see you there. 6 o'clock Mountain, 8 o'clock Eastern. Have a great weekend. Take care. And as always, go Broncos. You've been listening to the Huddle Up Podcast. Join Broncos Country's deep divers at milehighhuddle.com to keep the conversation going. Not long ago, everyone knew that you're either born a boy or a girl. Not anymore. The Biden administration is pushing radical gender experiments on children changing their names, clothes, identities, and bodies. Joe Biden and his left-wing allies pushed boys to take estrogen to appear more feminine. They pushed girls to take testosterone so they grow facial hair. Biden and progressive leaders promote puberty blockers to keep kids from developing to normal men and women. These drugs can leave you sterile, infertile, impotent. Joe Biden and the new left even promotes surgery on teens and young adults, removing breasts and genitals. They want boys in our daughters' bathrooms and sports teams. And now, the Biden administration is planning to issue new rules that would force doctors to prescribe dangerous drugs and worse. Tell Joe Biden and left-wing leaders across America, hands off our kids. Paid for by America First Legal. Not long ago, everyone knew that you're either born a boy or girl. Not anymore. The Biden administration is pushing radical gender experiments on children, changing their names, clothes, identities, and bodies. Joe Biden and his left-wing allies pushed boys to take estrogen to appear more feminine. They pushed girls to take testosterone so they grow facial hair. Biden and progressive leaders promote puberty blockers to keep kids from developing to normal men and women. These drugs can leave you sterile, infertile, impotent. Joe Biden and the new left even promote surgery on teens and young adults, removing breasts and genitals. They want boys in our daughters' bathrooms and sports teams. And now, the Biden administration is planning to issue new rules that would force doctors to prescribe dangerous drugs and worse. Tell Joe Biden and left-wing leaders across America, hands off our kids. Paid for by America First Legal.